0: All right, everybody, before we get started on our 15-minute Friday and getting into our project, I wanted to address an email that we got from Chandler Rogers, and he brings up a really good question. And I'm going to dive into it a little here. He asks about offloading tasks onto Teams and developing people within your organization And how do you acquire talent? How do you retain it? What is an acceptable level of turnover? He's in a millwork business. So we're talking cabinets, trim, renovations, and he's got way too much on his plate. So this is a subject that I talk about actually quite frequently with people. In fact, I was at a mastermind a little while ago, and it seems to be a reoccurring problem. The first thing that I wanna talk about is how you focus on the tasks within your organization. So when I look at my organizations, I realize that there's some items that I need to be working on, and there's others that I really shouldn't. This prioritization method that I have is based upon impact. So high impact tasks, structural tasks that will change the organization as a whole, Those are tasks that I can obviously never let be farmed off, but there are tasks that are more like one-on-one tasks. I think like customers or small dollar amount tasks that over a certain point, I put a cap on it. So I'm like, listen, up to a certain dollar amount, I don't even want to hear about it. I trust the people that I hire to the managing people to help with our personnel. And then certain Individual tasks, we assign processes and procedures for these people to handle. So, as we were creating our company, we documented everything. And I can't stress this enough. So, when you're doing your job, just take some time, first of all, to document what your job is. Like, what does that entail? And break down the percentage of time that you spend on percentage of activities. And then I want you to prioritize those activities and look at the percentage of time that's being allocated towards them. Now, when you do this, I want you to start documenting the process. That it takes you to do. So, if you have a task that you're generally doing that takes up 30% of your time, if you could document what it takes for you to do this task, you can either put this on train you all or you can hire a VA and farm those low impact tasks. That means that the consequences of those tasks being wrong are very low. Like, it's not going to structurally change the business model, it's not going to have major financial impacts. And these are the things that you need to look from the ground up in an organization. The higher up the organization goes, the higher up the people that you hire go, the higher the impact tasks they need to be. But a lot of people have the problem where they bring somebody on and they just expect them to know what to do. There has to be a training process set up in place. And we've worked very hard to document everything we expect our employees to do. Let me give you an example. We had a huge amount of turnover in our northern Idaho facilities, and we have implemented a program called Trainual, and the new people come on, and that program, we used to have a two-week training cycle. So we had our training manager that would have to physically go and meet with the person. They'd shadow them, train them, and they'd have to pass on the knowledge to do that task or that job one on one that immediately takes that person out of the roles that we need them to do to pass on this knowledge automating that knowledge transfer we have now cut that period of time down to 3 days so from 2 weeks to 3 days now this allows us to have the capacity to deal in higher turnover situations and to have better outcomes on there they have tests they need to take they know what's expected And then the three days is more on-the-job, on-the-site training. Now, this is important because this just isn't for the workforce. This isn't those for people that have businesses under them. You can look at this in your daily life. It is actually something that I do. I look at all the very low-impact tasks that I have to do in my daily life, and I want those farmed out because I have really high-impact personal tasks to do, like cuddle my youngest baby child. And give them lots of kisses. That's a very high-impact task for me, and I, and I really like to spend time doing that. And I really like my date night with my wife. Now, because I have so many high-impact tasks that I need to work on my businesses, we need to meet with financial partners, mergers, acquisitions, funding new startups, all of those tasks that I need to make good decisions on it is imperative for me to have very strong, good processes so I can hire really good people that can execute on those without needing me to micromanage them. I'm not a micromanager. This is a huge explanation for this question because it's a really good question. And a lot of people are looking how to get forward, but they're being drowned by what they're doing now. Think about you in your own job. Think about you like, I want to start another business, but I don't have the time. You're Sacrificing such a high impact thing on your life by investing, securing your financial future to do busy work. And it's not that it's easy. I'm not saying that it is, but it is really important that you focus on the time that you spend during the day. Analyze it, see what you're doing. Are you moving the needle every day? Start your daily planning. Now, when it comes to hiring people and how do you acquire good talent, And how do you retain it? And what is the acceptable level of turnover? Those are all three subjects that are really big. And I'm going to make an entire video channeler for you on this because it is a really great question and a big one, but it is only 15 minute Friday and we have to go on to the site and show you one of the projects and talk about the lessons and the financial advice and how we're implementing that within our business. So I hope that answers the question. I hope that's a little nugget for people to take away. Start analyzing your time, start figuring out what are the things that you do that move the needle and what aren't. And uh, Chandler Rogers will make another video for you. And with that, we're on to the 15 minute Friday segment. So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth and live life on your terms? That is the question and here's the answer. I'm A.G. Osborne, welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. All right, everybody, welcome to the 15-Minute Friday. 15-Minute Fridays, of course, is when we go over our projects that we're currently doing and discuss how they apply to financial principles, investing, and entrepreneurship in your life and how we've gotten to the point where we are. So why do we make these decisions? Why are we doing this project? It's supposed to give you a good inside look of how the economic principles and entrepreneurship principles, investing principles that we talk about in action, and I think that's really important. This is a great one because I think a lot of people are gonna find this really relatable and really, really helpful because it addresses a question that lots of people have. Should I rent, right? Should I lease, should I buy? When do you make the decisions to make your purchases? How are those decisions made? And there's a few avenues that you can go. So first of all, the area that we're looking around, if you're on the podcast, you can go see this, youtube but we're in our office space our office space that we're currently going to house our corporate office we have employees all over four states but this is where the management team and also the brokerage company as well as our other ones will be based it's coming along really really nicely we're really excited about it but this isn't actually our first location our first location we had purchased some really nice ground. We were going to build this huge office space. We were really excited about it. It was going to be absolutely beautiful, a standalone building, massive fish tanks in the works. And it's, we started going through this, thinking about this, and the real estate was doing awesome. Our business has been doing great. And we thought, why not, right? This is, we deserve it. And we purchased the land and, and we spent, that land cost us, quite a bit about it, it was an, like a fraction of the acre and I think we spent you know, 300,000 on it just for the land. And then the building cost alone, it was gonna be a really, really high, high ticket amount, which we were fine with, right? We have cash flowing assets plus business income and we could afford it. And then it brought us to the question, but should we? Should we do that? Because those expenses are pure expenses. We gain nothing from our office building. That is not investment expenses. It goes nothing to, to nothing to create income to drive our business forward. After all, our business is a fairly, the corporate side is a fairly tight-knit group. We have our management team and our brokerage side. We come in here, we work all day. We kind of act like a family and we wanted that fill, but we don't have a lot of traffic, right? There's not a lot of people that are coming in every day. We're not retail, at our corporate offices. So it doesn't serve a huge purpose and uh, after we would bought it we started thinking about this and thought you know what we've been successful for making good financial decisions but for some reason we're not now and uh, not that it was bad and not that we couldn't afford it we could but that didn't mean we should do it and so we decided to go a whole nother route so what we did instead which a lot of people can think about and i'm going to tell you how this applies also to your personal life what we did is we decided to do something that we call office hacking. You've probably heard of house hacking. I believe it was Brandon Turner that came up with that phrase from Bigger Pockets. So thanks, Brandon. I'm stealing it and using it to commercial space and we're office hacking. And office hacking is where we build out our one side. So we have our side of the building that we have and we've torn it all apart. We're gonna make it just how we want. It's gonna be really nice. But the other side, we're renting out. Those people that are leasing will essentially pay our bill. So that means we can have office space for free. And so we put the down payment, we get an asset, and plus that, it's a cash flowing asset that covers all our expenses. And in the future, as rent's raised too, it'll make us a nice profit. And with equity, everything like that. The point being is we've just eliminated a lease payment that we had to pay on our other office space. So we took what was going to be a really nice expense. It was probably more due to egos, why we were building the big thing, thinking we deserve something just super fabulous. And we just went to a normal right, which you can see in the video, our office space is gonna be, it's gonna have all glass fronts, big conference rooms, light coming in from the ceiling. It's gonna be very, very nice. And we're making it just how we want it. But it's not going to be obnoxious, over the top. And most importantly, it's gonna be paid for. And these financial principles we apply in our personal life. We do this when we deal with debt in our personal life. And people that are looking whether they should buy or rent a house, you need to think about that, that expense that you're paying. Just because a bank tells you that you can afford a $500,000 house doesn't mean you should buy one. Do not let banks tell you how much you can afford and do not let realtors tell you what something is worth. You need to remember that. I live my life by that. I do not let banks tell me what I can afford and I do not let other people tell me what something's worth. And that can save you a lot of trouble in your life. If you can, and if you're starting out, house hack. That means you get to live in one side of your house for free because you're renting out the other side, like a duplex or a fourplex. You're taking an asset and putting that in your balance sheet, right? Instead of a liability. That just gives you that extra boost speeds up the whole entire process. So I will continue showing our office space as we're going through, but I hope you've enjoyed this 15 minute Friday. Reach out, let me know your thoughts and let me know if any of you are house hacking in your personal life. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Flow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflowwith2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook And also if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.